and welcome to this week's Three Legs Four Wheels, sponsored by Jelly Beans F1 Podcast. I've <laughs> <laughs> oh, got to in- inject some humour into it somewhere. The rest of it's going to be pretty humorless. It's Paul here with Sean, Chris, Jelly Beans. <laughs> Shall we just explain the jelly beans thing first, because we'll get the fun stuff out of the way and then get on to the, um, whose side are we on? It's proper's a good idea, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, so, so Sebastian Vettel's post-race team radio, uh, obviously, the, you know, there was a big thing, because it was between Alonso, Raikkonen and Vettel, wasn't it, the sort of three of the, of the older, older guards, should we say, who were fighting between... Um, worst, worst, most... worst qualifiers and best races, I think, is the diplomatic. Yeah, yeah, undiplomatic for the, for, for the most overtakers. So, so Sebastian Vettel parks up in in the pit lane behind Bottas's car, I think it is, and then says, uh, uh, "Hey, did we get the overtaking thing?" And uh, his engineer said, "Oh, I don't know, actually." A couple of seconds of silence. Yeah, apparently you did. Well done. Um, Vettel's response is, "What's the prize? A million jelly beans." If there were proper Jelly Belly ones, that would be a decent prize to have. Yeah? Yeah, as long as, yeah, as, maybe. as, as, long as uh, they pick is, all the licorice flavour out. Cause I, I was going to say, what's the best flavour of Jelly Bean? Orange. Let's sort the, the important be- stuff out. Best flavour of everything is orange. All right, Max Verstappen. <laughs> <laughs> Apart from Formula One Championship. <laughs> So you don't want to see Lando win, then? That's papaya. That, that is that's different. That's papaya. That's not orange. Yeah, I'm colourblind. <laughs> so <laughs> was the person. So was the person in the stand all weekend who had just the word papaya on a poster, but the letters were in bright red. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I didn't see that, but that's that's interesting. <laughs> yeah, I managed to miss that. So, um, what else did we see that was fun this weekend? You can tell I'm trying to delay the inevitable here, can't you? <laughs> The McLaren livery for this for this weekend was hot, wasn't it? Interesting, trippy. I liked it. I yeah, enjoyed that was psychedelic. I enjoyed Stormzy trying to steal Martin Brundle's microphone. That was fun. I was massively surprised at how tall Stormzy is. Yeah, he's ridiculous. Yeah, he's a, he's he, a, he must be a a six unit. foot eight, is he or something? <laughs> yeah, there, there there is a lot of him. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Martin Brundle desperately trying to uh, find a cricket joke when somebody told him in his ear who Chris Gale actually was. <laughs> is he, uh, I don't see the grid walk anymore, and I I feel I'm no poorer for it. Yeah, the only one, the only decent moment in the last few grid walks has been when uh, Martin Brundle desperately grabbed Kimmy for a word at Saudi Arabia, <laughs> and he just said yes, and then carried on walking and shrugged. It was one word. I don't see what the problem was. <laughs> Kimmy, can I grab a quick word? Yes. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> That's one of those, uh, mind if I ask a question? No, you already have. See ya. What a guy he is. Yeah, yeah. And his, he also did the longest interview of his career at the end of that race. I don't know if anybody saw Kimmy's sort of, you know, goodbye interview, um, talking about how, uh, you know, there are some people who think there's no life outside of these gates. Just like, the, I, I feel sad for those people. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see the um, Kimmy tribute poster that Alfa Romeo did? Well, they did, they did two sorts of goodbye posters, one for each driver. Yeah, yeah. 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 What, the Kimmy one containing all these Kimmy facts and the Giovinazzi one saying thank you. Yeah. But the, my, fa- my favourite fact on the Kimmy poster was his average time in the media pen was 48 seconds. 
<laughs> that is that is both amazing for its length and also that that is a stat you can put your hands on. Like someone has recorded that. Yeah, that's fucking ace. <laughs> Generally I looking in that. the direction of Sean here. <laughs> yeah, that's ace. Uh, did, uh, did anybody see the um, the thing that where Coulthard presented that he was presented a picture by Stefano Domenicali and was it Jean Top? Or was that not. just on F1 TV? No, I didn't see that. No, I did not miss that. 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 Yeah, they, 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 they had like a big like a video montage as well of Kimmy's uh like Kimmy's best moments. And um I, I what I didn't realise until they were talking about, it, I didn't didn't realise that Kimmy's had the same personal trainer throughout his entire Formula For One. Twenty career. years. Bloody hell. He, she, yeah. There is a picture on Instagram um of him and said trainer with beers from last night. So I think yeah. they, they've had a good day, I think. There's also like a, a, a like a really heartwarming picture of his him, his trainer carrying his bags away with his and Kimmy's got one of his children on his shoulders and his wife's there with with, with the other with the other child, and he shared that that picture on his Instagram thanking his trainer saying, uh, twenty years uh, sometimes we've had to dodge literal bullets but we've <laughs> made it. <laughs> I mean, he will seriously be missed after this season. Oh, absolutely, mm-hmm. absolutely. Yeah, I totally disagree with Damon Hill um, post-race saying that Kimi Raikkonen would likely come back as a pundit. <laughs> what? But I'd quite like to hear it. I, I do think... wonder whether he'll do something else, You know, whether he'll come back in involved with a team or something. Well, he's, because... had, he's had his own team for a little while, mm. hasn't he? And his, his son is big into the karting, yeah. so I think... His yeah, son he, is apparently yeah. quite good. He could be second-generation Raikkonen mm-hmm. driver, so... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we did say goodbye to Kimmy this weekend, which, uh, yes, it's sad, but I mean, it's been coming for about uh, six years, something yeah. like that. So. <laughs> more than more than that, like, like I feel Alfa Romeo Kimmy was like bonus Kimmy, wasn't it? <laughs> it's it's taken away one of our regular features since we first started the podcast, saying the best person to replace Kimmy is Kimmy. It still yeah. might be. <laughs> <laughs> it still might be. The uh, I'm I'm not I'm not completely convinced that. Uh, they're not going to need a Kimmy to replace Kimmy when uh, we'll, we'll, I'm sure we'll speak about this later on. But I'm not 100% convinced that uh, they're going to have a Bottas. Because Hamilton might retire and Bottas stays at Mercedes. Yep. I have heard that, but I don't know how how close to the truth it is, should we say. I do, you know what I, I can never get out, uh, out of my head sometimes is when um, I, I realise we're putting the cart before the horse a little bit here. But you know when there was that interview with um, Mika Hakkinen and he talked about when he retired, I said, you've no idea how much effort it is to put into winning two world championships back to back. And he, he couldn't face doing that again. And that, that's why he retired. Mm. Like when you consider how, like, how long Lewis has been in, the ch- in, the, in Formula One, the ups and downs he's had, and then this mega run of success that he's had leading up to this just fucking like gladiatorial battle with Max Verstappen for it to end like that. I could totally understand if, um, if Lewis Hamilton thought I, I can't do this again next year. Well, when he said, um, when he said in the post race interview, um, asked about next year and said, Oh, we'll, we'll see or words to yeah. that effect. 
the internet went apeshit. <laughs> and that's, I, I saw that. As a, I saw that more of a as a of a. We'll see a what threat, the cars but... like. Almost. Yeah, I, I yeah, think it was more yeah. of a look. I've just finished. I've just finished this season. Can I have a couple of weeks off and then I'll think about next year? Yeah. Because you can see it know, going sort of one of two, you can see it kind of almost going one of two ways, really, can't you? And that there'd be that element of fucking hell, I'm knackered. Yeah, I can't be asked with that again. Or bloody hell, I missed out. I, I, I'm owed one there, so I need to keep on yeah. going. Yeah, I think I think that we'll see about next year is like, I, I know that publicly Lewis Hamilton has said there's no point in looking at the 2022 car because uh, so much data is changing, um, and he was just focusing on 2021. But at the same time, uh, I don't believe that. I believe he's had, um, you know, a lot of input into the 2022 car. Um, and, you know, is is in the simulator, is sort of guiding how that's going as well. Mm-hmm. And there are some suggestions, and I think Sky did let it slip a little bit at the weekend. I can't remember who said it. I think it was Simon Lazenby. Uh, that Mercedes um, appear to be a lot further ahead uh, in terms of sim work than other teams. Yeah, uh, it was. It was in the it, like the after um, after coverage, wasn't it? They were. T- I, I, or no, sorry. In fact, I, unless it was on Ted's notebook, they might no, have think... even said that on um, F1 TV as well. That might have been brought up. Well, I mean, as far as the sim work goes, um, iRacing have just put the W12 into the game with full backing input and support from Mercedes mm-hmm. and it's all been data taken from the sim and I just wonder if this is a two way thing and they've got the what well, I guess will be the W13 simmed up and simmed up and ready to go and that's been uh, that's been part of the testing so they're ahead on sim work but it's a commercial project no I, 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 don't, I don't think they would be given they, they wouldn't be letting any information out about their next race car no, but no, but for example, if they're yet. if they're working if they're working with the developers for their own sim, on the promise that they can have the current car now that it's uh, now that it's not being used anymore. Yeah, what what I saw from what, what I was reading about the iRacing thing was that it was just that Mercedes threw Anthony Davidson at it, and then what what happened was they they were they built the iRacing car, and then Anthony Davidson was was doing like back to backs between iRacing and the um, sim at Brackley to uh, to get them as similar as he could he could get them like stepping between the two things. So I'm not I don't I don't think Mercedes was like as involved as like the Mercedes team, but just that they they threw satellite members at it. Well, they've got about they've got about 19 sim drivers to spare anyway. Yeah, of course they are. <laughs> the, uh, and as Anthony Davidson said once, he, th- he thought one day he'd wake up and his racing suit would just be pixels because he spends <laughs> so, so much time in simulators. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the F1 team but, sims are usually a sort of bumped-up version of R-Factor, which I've still yet to try. Yeah, yeah. I th- I, I, I don't they use it as a base? Case. Yeah, they used to. I've, I've often wondered whether they've gone beyond that now, you know, because like, like so much software is like bespoke, isn't it, for these places? Well, no, I mean, the company, the company that makes R-Factor also makes the Sims for the majority of teams, so R-Factor is a cut-down version of what the teams right. are using. Cool. Crazy. So, uh, so, the Abu Dhabi Grand Prix, then. Yes. Lee, have you got a shunt ready? Should we do that? <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I'm, trying I to, thought... I'm trying to delay this. 
I thought Max had a shunt ready for this weekend. Hey. <laughs> um, Can we talk about qualifying first? Yes. Yes, yes let's. Yes, let's. Because i got to say, I, I, I think Max Verstappen missed out on uh, doing one of those special laps at Jeddah uh, when he made that mistake at the final corner. I think he hooked it up perfectly in Abu Dhabi mm-hmm. uh, to put that car on pole. I, I, I really do think that was one of the most stunning qualifying laps um, you know, we've, we've ever seen. It was, uh, okay, he didn't beat his rivals by you know three or four seconds or whatever but it was it was a good margin it probably was was more driver than car as three, you know, has three, been the case ten, a lot. three tenths is the modern three or four seconds though mm. yeah yeah um you know we're not talking you know a lot of people when they talk about legendary recent uh qualifying laps they talk about hamilton's in singapore which is i think over a second in 2018 something like that mm. uh and which was just you know, perfectly hooked up. I think this was just as good. It was just obviously the margin wasn't um, wasn't quite there. But yeah, um, fantastic qualifying um, from Max Verstappen to put the car on pole. It really set up an interesting race um, for Sunday. Um, I'm just going to say it now. I think we're still yet to have an actual good race at Abu Dhabi. We've been going there since 2009, or Formula One, rather. I haven't been going there. Formula One's been going there since 2009, and I can't recall a good race at the circuit. It's better with the changes they've made, but it's still not a good race. Yeah, it felt more like a um, an actual racetrack, didn't it? That we this weekend, but it's. It's such a shame it's the last race. See, if it was just chucked in the middle, I wouldn't fucking care. But it, it, it's not even... Um, you know, because we go some other very cool places now. Mm-hmm. You know, there's some there's some other pretty big spectacle races now. Um, when we, we started going there, it felt special. It doesn't feel special anymore. Yeah, yeah, because I, it was it was a sunset race, wasn't it? And now yeah. we've had like what three or four night races in a row. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but even like even the place, it, like it, it, there was something a bit different about it all. But yeah. it just it just doesn't it doesn't hold anything for me anymore. You just think, oh fuck, it's just a, a dull processional race most of the time. You know, and, and this would have been a romp off into the distance had it not been for. Shenanigans. Mm. Yeah, I, mean, I was I was fighting to stay awake. Like after about twenty laps, I was sort of sat here like, yeah, I'm really comfy. It's quite warm. I could just drop off now, and I'm not going to miss anything because it was very obvious at that point that without any shenanigans, there was only one result. Not to my fucking father. Oh. Ten, ten laps. Ten laps before the end. <laughs> when everything, like Hamilton's like twelve seconds. Oh, we've lost him. He's ahead. Like there's no time to do the catch ups or that. Dad's here and I said, something's going to happen here and he's not going to win the championship. <laughs> and i like, fucking Nostradamus. Wow. <laughs> there is a tweet that's gone, that's like got a lot of attention since it happened. Because about half an hour before the race, some random tweeted, like, oh, Latifi is going to decide the championship today. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Was it just, that was a completely random person. It was. I don't yeah, think it was totally, anyone yeah. of particular note. No, I'm sure, yeah. I'm sure they're a big F1 fan. You but... said it. I, I yeah I said it as he crashed. I, I was oh, not right, predicting this. This guy was like <laughs> half an hour before lights out. <laughs> <laughs> I 
just thinking that. I said, fuck, hang on. Is Sean on crack here? No. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I was literally just saying what I was seeing, but no, this guy was clearly looking into the tea leaves or something. Wow. Well, no, surely it'd be the coffee grams. They're, they're all about the Lavazza, aren't they? True. <laughs> Can you read Swing coffee? Miss. Can you read coffee grams? I mean, I don't see why not. Uh, only if they spell things out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've never, I've never known how you read tea leaves. Um, well, the trick is, Paul. You don't fucking read tea leaves. What happens is someone <laughs> drinks read a cup you. of tea. Someone drink, uh, drinks a cup of tea. They give it to someone that's well. I don't know. Let's use words like con man. And that said conman lies to them for, for a little bit and then they give them money and walk away. It's really, it's, it's quite the business model. I mean, the, the, the only thing I've ever seen in a cup of tea is a reflection of my sort of disinterested face because I don't drink tea, so. I'm sure there's been like the effigy of Jesus in there as well because that's, the, he seems to pop up on in all sorts, doesn't he, from <laughs> cakes to toast. Well, might be. The coffee. I'm, might be. I mean, I've got long hair and an occasional beard, so when I when I look into the tea disappointedly, it could be Jesus staring back at me and not me. <laughs> oh, my God. This this sounds like some sort of fucking um, prog rock project you're going to do. <laughs> Jesus in a teacup. I was just thinking, Jesus staring back at me. There, <laughs> isn't it? We, look, we can't avoid this anymore, can we? No, we can't. Michael, Michael Massey is a spineless jellyfish. He is. It's okay. I uh, I put posts out trying to relocate his backbone. It's fine. <laughs> I saw that. Yeah. Are we I just diving that. straight in with the Massey? Oh, we no. Get... <laughs> well, could we, do we want to go for the incident and our thoughts on that? Or do we want to wait until we get to the end? Because Let's do let's, the teams. Well, look, yes. it, honestly, if we go through the teams... If we go through like the teams, we're starting with Williams, so... Well, yeah. that's easy. Done. They neither of them finished. Alfa Romeo. <laughs> neither of them finished. Pass. One of them started and finished last. Aston Martin. <laughs> Both outside the points. Standard. How just quickly before while we go on at the fact that nobody knows what happened outside of the top two. Was anybody else surprised when Sainz got on the podium? Yes. Yes. I think yeah. I think Sainz for us. I mean, fucking Sonoda. Sonoda nearly got on the podium. Such was the I race. I didn't realise. Sites had got a podium until he stood on the fucking podium. <laughs> like, hang on a fucking second here. You're not Perez or Bottas. Well, Perez retired. So. Yeah, I didn't notice that either. Now there are there are, um, are rumours doing the rounds yes. about Perez's Ted, retirement. Ted Kravitz has been spreading a rumour which I like very much. Underfueled him. Underfueled is the mm. the hot rumour because he officially it was. I think it was engine oil pressure and water leak or something like that, which is very strange to have at the same time. And Perez was surprised when he was retired, which you would think if that was all going off in his engine, he would know. And also, you've got like two laps left for the season. Fuck the engine. Yeah, yeah. But they um, need to have a fuel sample, don't uh-huh. they? That's the thing. So, yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Yes, just just ask Aston Martin about a fuel sample. Yes, I like yeah. I like hot rumour. It seems, it seems reasonable. Would it matter if he didn't have a, a fuel sample because it would only be his car that's like launched out? You know, it's not like if 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 one of your cars can't pr- provide a fuel sample, it's not like the whole mm. team get punished. It's just that one car. But if your car breaks down on the track when your other car is trying to catch the guy in front of him, it's possibly that's not fair. ideal. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. You know, if there, um, if there was that little fuel left and he didn't have another lap in him. Yeah, if he just seizes in the middle of the track, then. Mm. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I'd like, I like to think that Perez has already signed his deal for 2023 after that race, <laughs> yeah. and he would like a golden toilet. Well, he deserved it. Did you say? Did you say that somebody um, got onto his Wikipedia page and uh, said that he'd been made Mexican Minister of Defence? It's <laughs> fair. It's entirely fair. I mean, that, I, that I... was Alonso levels of defending from him. It yeah. was, it was, but if you look at the, I mean, we're talking Red Bull already, what we're doing. Um, if you look at uh, how the times came down, Perez was told uh, to just charge his battery for a couple of laps. He didn't use any battery deployment until Hamilton was on him, and then he obviously uh, used it to defend against uh, Hamilton. And I think he took something like four or five seconds mm-hmm. um, out of that lead for, for Hamilton. Um he really did his job as a teammate, um, you know, holding up, holding up a driver to try and help his teammate win the world championship uh, on track. Is it, you know, I think it probably, well, it was on track at the end of the day, wasn't it? But mm-hmm. you know where I'm going with this. Oh yeah. Um, so yeah, so do we want to work from the back and start, you know, and go forwards? Because I mean, we can try. It is Let's the traditional it. way of doing things. Yeah. So Williams didn't score any points. No, neither of them finished the race. George's last race with Williams broke down, and Latifi. We know that he crashed after getting dirty tires trying to pass Mick Schumacher. Yeah, off the circuit. Mm. Um, that's that's all. That's all you can really say. Uh, mm-hmm. Latifi outqualified Russell for only the second time. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Alfa Romeo then. Um... Sad for Kimi. Mm-hmm. Yeah, didn't want it, uh... didn't want it to end like that. No, but do all great retirements at the last race of the season then end in like retiring from the race? Jensen Button retired in Abu Dhabi with a failure when his last race before he came back at Monaco, but we don't discuss that. No, uh, never happened. Felipe Massa's original retirement in his last race was at his home race, and I always said he'd never get a, a, a better retirement than that, and he didn't. <laughs> <laughs> nope, out of his two retirements, that was his second best. Mm-hmm. Uh, that yes. was his best, sorry. <laughs> the following year is just, you know, it was a bit of a non-event. Mm. Um, yeah, Giovinazzi participated. Mm. And then unparticipated <laughs> and parked his car. Apparently he got confused with where the service road was, which brought out the the virtual safety car for Giovinazzi. Yeah. 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 I don't know why. I have it in my head. He has traditionally maybe not been great at parking next to the gap when he's broken down. Oh, I'm not sure, but... <laughs> But yeah, uh, is there a case we made? What, what lap was that? That was somewhere near the middle of the race, wasn't it? It was, yeah, middling. There's a case to be made that uh, if when Toto came on and demanded that they didn't put a full safety car out, if they'd have, uh, if they had have put a full safety car car out, I think either Red Bull would have pitted. Or Mercedes might have pitted then anyway, just to be on the safe side. Well, Red Bull did pit uh, under the virtual safety car. Yeah, they oh, did. did they, under the virtual safety car. I wonder yeah. if yeah. Mercedes would have pitted under a full safety car. Probably. That's just what I was just yeah. before it happened, didn't Bono come on the radio and ask Lewis what tyres he would want yeah. under a safety car? Which suggests they were planning for pitting him under a safety yeah. car. Yeah, and if that would have happened, Lewis would have probably won the championship. Yeah. <laughs> Thing is, if they pitted and Max didn't, he they would have lost track position. I see. I don't agree with the not pitting for where with not pitting if there was more laps. 
because Lewis had such such a pace advantage over um, mm. Max Verstappen. I think I don't think Max could have kept Lewis behind. Particularly only... behind a full safety car, they'd have been bunched, wouldn't they? So it would have been Hamilton yeah. right means, on Verstappen. That means forcing forcing them to pass on track, and given the given that a a non absolutely uh, you know yeah. a non finish for either of the Mercedes mm-hmm. were trying to play it safe. They knew they had the pace in that car. Um, I I, I don't. Hindsight's a wonderful thing, but I think their their, their strategy up until those last few laps was absolutely spot on. Well, and we will we'll talk about this in a in a bit anyway, won't we? Yes. We keep jumping back to it, but yeah, <laughs> we, we're too we'll excited. To, yeah, we know where we know where we want to be. Mm-hmm. Who's next? Aston Martin. Oh, Haas. Sorry. Uh, yeah, um, Mazepin pulled out with COVID. Um, oh yes, he did. I've forgotten all about that. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Mazepin. Yep, had about as much impact on the race as he usually does. I think it was a good race for him. <laughs> I mean, it, it was it was one of his best, and it was the l- lowest amount of repair bills that he's caused since he's been in the team. I, uh, I, do, do you know what? I really do look forward to seeing if that car's a bit better next year, what both Mick Schumacher and Mazepin mm-hmm. are about. It's been it's been very hard to tell, but I think Mick's going to have the edge on Mazepin just because there's usually a second about a second in qualifying between them. Yeah, Mick's but had how... his moments have been a bit crashy though, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah. but I'm, I'm, talk, I'm talking on pace though. When when yeah. when they're actually both keeping it out of the wall. Um, but to be fair, we we don't even think the two cars are the same. They seem to be cars made out of bits that were left in the factory. Well, um, Mazepin's dad bought a new chassis. <laughs> but and then he crashed that and broke it. Well, he didn't. He, he didn't even crash it. He broke it running, um, running over the curbs. Oh, did he? Yeah. But yeah. yeah um, no, I'm not. I'm not sure. I, I don't think we can make any judgments because that's the, like I, I keep going back to the thing because it, it. Don't get it wrong. It's very easy to go. Mazepin must be fucking awful. But I keep going back to the thing of saying, well, he wasn't. I I know being a decent F2 driver does not make a Formula 1 driver, but generally being a decent F2 driver makes you not a terrible Formula 1 driver. You know, it's you you're not like what he is like so many seconds off your teammate and you know properly propping the back of the grid up most of the time. So, I feel there's something car related in there. Mm, I mean, he, he was occasionally a bit crashy in F2. Yeah, but not slow. That's what I mean. It's it's not the crashiness. I can take crashiness in the you know, but he was never slow. <coughs> no, but I mean, when when you're on when you're on the grid at the same time as our Lord and Savior Raganathan, <laughs> <Christ>. <laughs> everyone looks like they're being powered by NASA. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The the thing is as well, like. Uh, Haas came out at the beginning of the year saying, and it was quite clear, especially after what Netflix had put out just just before the season started, that Gene didn't want to put any more money into the team, hence why they took on the massive Russian sponsorship from Mazepin's dad. Russian Automobile Uh, Federation can't say Russian until uh, January 1st. It's still Russian sponsorship. (laughs) And uh, the... Yeah, the the money obviously came in from Mazepin's dad, and they said quite early doors... We're not going to uh, develop the car over 2021. Uh, the car you see at the beginning of the season is a car we're going to get at the end of the season. Uh, we're essentially writing the season off because we don't think we're going to get an awful lot on it. Even their admin, 
I don't know if you saw this, their social media admin this week posted in 2022 i am looking forward to and then said a couple of things and then the the third thing they wrote was typing p19 and p20 a lot less (laughs) (laughs) that's so funny it wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me if um mazepin or your or whatever buys the team out and we'll see the team but i just don't think it'll have the Haas name on or Haas will be a minor sponsor of that team as part of the transition, maybe, and they'll maybe. be able they'll be allowed to race under a Russian flag next year. Yeah, there is that um, being able to race under, um, yeah, as you say, the Russian Russian anthem, Russian nationality. Then I mean, they've essentially got the Russian flag already on the car. Um, no, it's just red, white, and blue. It's not the Russian flag. <laughs> there is a yes. definite distinction. There is not, no, especially not when you look at their front wing. <laughs> <laughs> it's meant to be seen from the other side. Okay. <laughs> it's blue, white, and red. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can't. Re- we'll we'll do a, we'll do a full season review sometime, sort of Christmas, New Yearish, but um, a non another non weekend for Haas. Yeah. Um, Aston Martin. Uh, a non season for Haas. Let's be honest. Yeah. yeah, that part of the season review is going to be fucking tiny. <laughs> fucking. I mean, to be perfectly honest, not only just a non season. One of those seasons where if if they hadn't said at the beginning of the year, we're going to have a terrible year, but wait till next year, we'd be discussing whether Hassel will be on the grid next year. Yeah, yeah. How how much relief do you think Roman Grosjean and um, the, um, the other guy whose name I've clearly forgotten? <laughs> Kevin, Kevin Magnuson. Magnuson. Yeah, him. <laughs> I knew he said Max Verstappen. <laughs> Imagine how much relief they feel not driving that car this year. Grosjean's loving life, mm, isn't he, in America? I'm not sure. I mean, I'm sure he is, but you always get this, don't you, where everyone people leave Formula 1 and they go, oh, yeah, it's so much better where I am. And then they get the opportunity to, like, drive the worst car on the grid and go, (laughs) I'm going to go back to Formula 1 and do this for a bit. So yeah, I, 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 I honestly can't see any either of those two, um, either of those two missing F one because I mean they're both doing pretty well in um, Indy and IMSA. Yeah, although K Mag's actually doing all right in both because he did an Indy race this season. Did K Mag mm. did miss like the season finale in IMSA though, didn't he? Because he got the shits. Yes. Yes, I'd forgotten about that. <laughs> Yeah. And isn't he signed up to drive, um, is it World Endurance for Peugeot next year? Yes, I think so. Yeah, who very quietly launched their car at the weekend. It looks Dang. fucking ace. Fair dues, fair dues. <laughs> is Paul DeRisco driving that? He is yeah, as well. Is, it's yeah. it's oh, quite yeah. a solid lineup of sort of mm. average F1 drivers, I think they've got. They've got a fairly sort of, oh yeah, I remember him kind of lineup. Mm. Oh, well, they've got Gary Paffett as well. I don't know if they've got Gary Paffett. I can't remember the full um, the full squad now, but it was a fairly can, reasonable... Can we just start referring to Gary Paffett as the Paff? Because <laughs> I, I I feel like he, des- he deserves a nickname now. Um, old-timer? <laughs> <laughs> oh, him? I'm going to stick with the Paff. Oh, right, okay. <laughs> you, you do. It that. has been decided... <laughs> <laughs> McLaren's young driver <laughs> <laughs> makes me look young. Sounds like it's from an unlicensed video game. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like Jacques Villeneuve in in F one ninety seven. Yes, <laughs> or an F one manager who was John Newhouse. <laughs> uh. 
So moving on to Aston Martin, the vet and the stra. <laughs> yep, they were they were there, weren't they? Full on participation from both of them, and not a point to show for it. Aston Martin really have gone backwards. They're, yeah, they they've have. clearly just switched off onto to next year, haven't they? I think yeah, they've, they've given well, up. Early season complaints, if you remember, that the new rules hampered their um, copy of the Mercedes uh-huh. um, from the 2019, and their development of it obviously wasn't as um, um, you know wasn't as well managed, should we say, as Mercedes have managed with theirs. And um, they, I think, they threw the towel in and decided to concentrate on 2022 uh, quite early on. Hence the moving backwards. Yeah, I mean, I mean, they, they. I think it. I think it was Sean that tweeted this. I'll never forget that Vettel and Stroll are driving a car that was developed in 2018. Because mm-hmm. that's the thing. Yeah. I mean, they they yeah, stole yeah. that design or borrowed from. Were inspired by were for one by. year, Bold. not expecting to have to deal with it for two years, and then yeah, the whole COVID. And, yeah, it's well worth pointing out as well that uh, Aston Martin, I don't know if you've mentioned this on the podcast, or it might have been on one that I missed. Uh, Aston Martin have signed Red Bull and Mercedes uh, senior aerodynamicists. Mm-hmm. Saw that. They've been shopping. Now, so it's just, now, not, now it's just a question of who's going to be uh, team principal next year. <laughs> you know, they're not fucking around, so, you know. Well, oh. I mean, that's like Aston Martin, it's not like, I, I know it wasn't sort of, it's not the brand that it used to be, but you don't just go and buy Austin Martin to repaint your cars. You know, to give it a, like to, to give your Formula One team that you don't care about an actual brand. You know that that shows there's some sort of like thought going into what mm. like what's going to happen yeah, in the, the long term. There was a racing point to it all. <laughs> Ooh, tough, <laughs> tough one, tough one. <laughs> That one that that hurt that. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, McLaren next then. Um, season ending. Another with, team that have gone backwards. Yeah, season ending with a whim, whimper and not a bang. Yeah, I mean, Lan- yeah. Lando, was, as... Lando was looking Sorry, go good. On. I was going to say Lando was looking good after qualifying, so getting getting third, and then cocked the start up and never recovered. He also had mm. a slow puncture late on that dropped him. He did, didn't he? Yes. Yeah, I think he was on for like. Was he? Wasn't he fight? Was he fighting Gasly when he got the puncture? I think he might have been fighting Gasly when he got the puncture. And Gasly finished fifth. Uh-huh. So, you know, I think Lando's had a fairly bright first half of the season and the second half, with the exception being obviously the Russian Grand Prix, Monza and Russia. After that, it was you know, quite steeply downhill for McLaren. Still finished the season as the only team with a one-two, though. Yeah, they did. <laughs> the only mad. team with a one-two. <laughs> Imagine going back to like March and being like, only one team this year will score a one-two finish. And it Who'd would be Merck be? or Red Bull. <laughs> you'd be like, oh, probably Mercedes. Yeah, Mercedes. Maybe Perez doesn't work out at Red Bull. You know, or Mercedes has scored <laughs> loads of one twos. Uh, Ferrari seems like that's not going to happen after their shit as 2020 ever. And McLaren, mm. uh, absolutely not. No. Uh, <laughs> but, and yet here we are. McLaren are the only team with a, with a one two finish. Yeah, it's crazy. Absolutely crazy. Uh, Danny didn't do anything to trouble the scorers most of this weekend. No, very anonymous, very anonymous race for him, I think. We've got a lot of participation awards to hand out on this race. <laughs> Everyone gets a prize. <laughs> um, Alpine. Well, not everyone. <laughs> no. 
No, um, Mazepin doesn't because he didn't start. <laughs> he gets a qualifier's medal. <laughs> uh, Alpine, Ocon in ninth and Alonso in eighth. Probably yeah, total reversal of their their result in Jeddah, where it was the other way around. Um, are they the most improved team over twenty over the over the season from beginning to end? Possibly. They did look a bit shonky at the start, but they have they have come good, which could be a worry for next year. L plan on the back of uh, their wings. Mm-hmm. Um, don't know if anybody else spotted that. Yeah, what, what 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 was that about? L, L- plan is what Alonso E-L. talks about. Oh, is this an Alonso mantra? Yeah, yeah. Coming soon L-plan. to a Kamoa cap near you. Oh, yeah. right. Okay. Not not his new not his new brand of hat. No. Because don't forget, wear hats, they go on your head. That's this week's sponsorship done. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know what, don't know what um, I didn't know what the L plan meant, but... No, they have, they have come on quite a lot. Um, Do you think that's who he thinks he drives for? It's L plan. <laughs> no, it's, it's pronounced Alpine, Fernando. <laughs> No, it's El Plan. <laughs> Does anyone see the the greatest Secret Santa present in the world? No, no, nobody saw this. No, D- Lee, did you see it? No, I. The only, is this one of <laughs> no the one one drivers? It. Yes, it's, the only right. the only one. Of the I'm not going to say anything because I'm sure all the listeners would have Google Daniel Ricardo's Secret Santa present. So is this is this. Sorry, I was half listening there. Is this within the drivers, not within McLaren, that have had this? No, no, no. The drivers did some Secret Santa, and Daniel Ricciardo got a Secret Santa present. Right, I'm, I'm, I'm looking for this now. Um, Daniel Ricciardo, Secret Santa. And what comes Go up? Go to Images. First, oh, first, it, first thing that comes up for me is a pair is of... Is Alonso oh. tattoo? Is a Lonzo tattoo. <laughs> oh, hell. Look at it. Is that like one of those stick-on ones you had when you were a kid? I yeah, that. his secret Santa was Fernando Alonso, and he gave him a temporary tattoo of his face. That is amazing. <laughs> I mean, it, it's, it's on there, isn't it? Ricardo has obviously gone all in. Yeah, I, totally. uh, I like the idea that... Like, Fernando didn't even think the secret Santa present had to be a joke. <laughs> it was just like what? Like, what, what, what Daniel likes tattoos. Like? I'll get him. My face. If you zoom in on, if you zoom in on Fernando's face, he's not smiling. It's a fairly serious expression. <laughs> it's like a PR photo. It's like one of his, <laughs> one of his team photos. Whatever happened to the Fernando Alonso app? Is that still actually active? Well, he had. I did. I did not know about this. He had an app. Oh, he had an app with exclu- did, yeah, exclusive Fernando and Kimo right. emojis. I didn't put it on my new phone when I got it in February because I don't think I'd used it for about a year uh-huh. since I downloaded it, looked at it and thought, I'm not using that again. <laughs> not that you've got much of a use for a Fernando Alonso emoji on <laughs> that's only usable on one app and nothing else. I vaguely remember him having a set of emojis. Yeah, that was from the app, I think. <laughs> yeah, we'll pass on that. Um... Have we got anything more to say about Alpine this weekend apart from tattoos and rear wings? No, good show. I so. uh, quite yeah. enjoyed the uh, 
I think did they do it in Saudi Arabia as well? The green on the um, on the car for the Castrol sponsorship at yeah. the back. Yeah, I think it looks I, a bit out of place. No, I like it. I prefer the green to the red. I think. Uh, if they're gonna, I don't know. It's it. It just looks. It just, it just looks sort of slapped on. Yeah, yeah, I think it probably was, but I still like, <laughs> like it. Like a Fernando Alonso <laughs> tattoo. <laughs> Guess what? They're replacing it with next season if they don't have sponsorship from Castrol. <laughs> Needs more Kimoa. Um, Alpha Tori. Um, Sonoda with his best ever result in fourth. He, he was rapid all weekend. This is like the weekend he had in Saudi Arabia, but he managed not to drive into anyone. Yes, he ha- yeah. he is he is incredibly quick. It's just that yeah, he's been quite messy along the way. But this is like actual showing his potential, Sonoda. It was it was good. It's it's quite telling, isn't it, that Alex Albon appears to be the world's best driver coach. <laughs> yeah, so that means when he goes to Williams next year, Sonoda's fucked, and Latifi <laughs> might do quite well. He, or, yeah, yeah, maybe or Logan Sargent. <laughs> Who's doing F two next year with Williams? Or well, with yeah, yeah, with there Williams is that. Backing. Oh, that is yeah. He's the, he's the new Dick Tantrum, isn't he? He is. Hence, Williams have paid for a call-in seat for him. Ah, that, that <laughs> would uh, that would explain it. Uh, but yeah, and so also, no... I agree with Jensen Button. It is the it's the proper American. You know, if you were to write an American comic about a racing driver, mm-hmm. his name probably would be Logan Sargent. He's got a brother who does like some of the American series as well, who has an equally American name that I cannot remember off the top of my head. Chad mm. Chuck. It might be Chase. Oh. It might be Chase. Let me quickly. Uh... I mean, half of, half of the NASCAR drivers appear to be called Chase. <laughs> so, right, half of British touring car drivers are called Ayrton or Senna. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of Sebastians as well. There's a lot of Sebastians. Dalton, that's what um, Logan's brother is called. Dalton Sergeant. Yes, that's a good name. It's a very American. I mean, name. it's it's a solid it's a solid American sports name. You yeah. you would expect to hear somebody on ESPN say that, or any CEO of an American company. Yes, mm. you know, I, I but I mean, like a good one. Like I could see um, Dalton Dalton Sergeant being like the CEO of Google or something. You know. Not fucking around. <laughs> no, no, no one, no one called Dalton uh, Dalton Sergeant because he's still working for like Ask Jeeves or something like that. <laughs> Did anyone work for Ask Jeeves when they were going? Yeah, oh, a guy like... called Jeeves. <laughs> he was he, he had to he had to like um, manually fucking search everything on Ala Vista and then give it to people. That was his job. <laughs> He was the worst of all the search engines. But you wanted him to be so good, didn't you? He was the plucky underdog. Yeah, but he was terrible. <laughs> yeah. You, know, you would ask Jeeves, and Jeeves wouldn't know the answer. But could you imagine if it was good now? Instead of saying, like, I'm going to annoy people now, instead of saying things like, hey, Google, and Siri. Um, imagine you, being like, Jeeves? Jeeves, <laughs> yeah. And it, Just like and a little, ringing a bell or something to get his <laughs> yeah. attention. And a little butler pops up on your phone. It's like, what would you like to do, sir? And it'd be fucking great. Ah, oh. I'm gonna. And every every time he popped up, he would go boobs. Is it Master Stevens? <laughs> um... I'm gonna reprogram one of the Alexas <laughs> to, to be a Jeeves. Yeah, <laughs> a boob hunting Jeeves. Jeeves. 
Oh, no, I, I, in that case, I won't reprogram the one that came free with the doorbell, just in case. Probably not, no, that's probably a good idea. No, don't want, don't want bo- too many boobs turning up at the front door. We've only mm. just moved house. We're trying to, <laughs> trying to not upset the new neighbours. Even though technically they are the old neighbours because we've only moved 50 metres. True. Is it Leslie Phillips, the guy who used to go, ding dong? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. That would be the best sort of butler-style doorbell to have, surely. Another person who died recently, who I thought had already died, actually. <laughs> we seem to have strayed from talking about AlphaTauri here. We have. Uh, they they were good. Um, Sonoda was the better of the two, but all in all, um, are they nearly as much improved as Alpine? Possibly. I think they started well. Gasly's just had... For me, outside of probably Verstappen and Hamilton, I mean, everybody today is saying that Carlos Sainz has probably been the best driver over the season because he's finished fifth in the championship. Uh, he's beaten Leclerc in his first season in Ferrari. And, uh, you know, if Ferrari have a decent car, he, he would be the, the driver that probably would bring home the championship um, for, for Ferrari more than Charles Leclerc. Mm-hmm. Um, but I actually think, Pierre Gasly has had a more solid and better season in in a car that's clearly not not supposed to be as good as that Ferrari. Uh, yeah, yeah, he has just been very consistent, hasn't he? And even like this weekend, finishing fifth, he started quite a bit down the order. He didn't have a great qualifying. He was a fair bit behind Sonoda on the grid. Yeah, um, or certainly a few places anyway. So to finish right behind his teammate was solid. I think yeah. it was Lando Norris. If you t- if you take um, if you take Lewis and um, Verstappen out, mm. pure purely because going into the going into the championship, we thought there was no there was no huge expectations for Carlos. I don't think or um, uh, or Leclerc. No, no, or Leclerc. Given you know, how bad, mm-hmm. yeah, how bad Ferrari have been. Yeah, but. Um, like I mean, I don't know about you, but as for someone that really likes Lando and wants him to do well, I was really fucking nervous about him going up against Daniel Ricciardo. Like to uh, the point where I I think that could have been like a career defining moment if if Ricciardo would have walked in and just done him. I I I I, I struggle to wonder how he would have um, come through that. I don't yeah, know. He, I know. He, he, seemed, he seems pretty resilient. I think you know. I think it. I think it bounced back harder. But yeah, but in the team's eyes, if you if if you go if you pay big money for Daniel Ricciardo, and he comes in and wipes out your, uh, um, you know, he wipes he wipes out your in-house lad. I I think that puts you as a different in different standings. Like he did with Vettel. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Surely that proves that Lando Norris is better than Vettel, doesn't it? It does. That definitively proves it. I yeah. think Lando Science. Norris looks, I think Lando Norris last year looked like a very good Formula One cha- mm-hmm. Formula One driver. Very much so. I th- I think this year he looks like a potential world champion. I mean, don't forget on being better than Vettel. Christian Horner now appears to have forgotten that he won four world championships with Vettel. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> fucking. The taste of Vettel has been slapped clean out of his chops, hasn't it? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, we have to congratulate Red Bull on their first first drivers' championship, apparently. <laughs> Which we will do in a minute because we haven't done Ferrari yet. Um, 
the binary team of the week. Yeah. yeah. Where um, was Leclerc? I cannot remember where Leclerc was. Um, he finished 10th. He inherited, ah. he inherited 10th when Perez retired. Okay, fair enough. And I think that's about all you can say for him this weekend. I don't remember anything that he did. No. <laughs> he, he, he was so anonymous he could have been in a Sauber. I know what he did. He got scared when Verstappen came out of the pits and went wide. Oh, he oh, did, God, didn't yes. he? Yeah, that was not good. Yeah, he kind of forgot to turn. Cool, look, a Red Bull. <laughs> um, but, yeah, how did we miss science getting onto the podium? Because I've, I've said since, since the start of science career in F1, he just gets on with it quietly and it's like, oh my God, he's just popped up in a position that he shouldn't be in. Well, yeah, he was, he was fifth when the safety car came out and then Perez retired and Bottas just apparently went backwards for a bit and yeah, Sainz and Sonoda passed him. And Gasly, I think. Um, yes, Gasly did get past Bottas. Um, right, that leaves us with two teams. And we're doing them together. <laughs> um, Bottas was a non-event. Yes. Absolutely anonymous. Um, even Nico Rosberg's outfits this weekend were more noticeable. Mainly because at one point he was dressed like a bottle of Heineken. He, he has discovered green. It's very exciting. Rosberg has discovered green slash been paid by Heineken to wear some green. They, they were cool shoes. I mean, the match the belt, definitely, which was yeah. also in Heineken green. Yes. The, uh, I, th- I, th- I thought he looked sharp as ever. Yeah, it was it was exciting to see him in a bit of colour, but whether or not we were looking at some product placement, I, I have my doubts. Product placement? <laughs> yes, buy green stuff, like Heineken. Why, why green? The, the colour of his accessories was the same colour as the Heineken logo. Okay. <laughs> yeah, ma- massive, co- massive conjecture, but he does advertise Heineken Zero. He do, he do. You see, we're, t- we're talking about Rosberg's outfit, which is usually an absolute nothing of blandness, instead of talking about Bottas, who this weekend was a nothing of blandness. He I wore mean, a blue suit. <laughs> I mean, as, a, as, an end to, um, as an end to your career with the most successful team in recent years in F1, uh, that was a bit. He did do a celebratory dive into either the marina or a swimming pool or a yacht pool. It was the marina. It was yeah. the marina as yeah. Mercedes were like going into the stewards. <laughs> He's there doing his celebratory splash. Yeah, it's it, it's only hijinks and fun when the rest of the team aren't going walk the plank, walk the plank. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it was Valtteri's side of the garage, wasn't it? Who were with yeah. him there, and obviously Lewis's side of the garage were. Otherwise occupied. Yeah, should we talk about that now then? Uh, Yeah, because I mean we've already done the um, Perez DNF. Mm -hmm. So, um, Um, great start by by Lewis mm -hmm. to put Max behind. Yeah, I I still don't know about that first lap incident, whether Lewis gave back as much of the advantage as he got by cutting that corner. Um, but at the same time, he had to avoid a collision. Yeah, um, Max Max was doing his usual, I am putting the car here, you mm-hmm. can move out of the way, or there will be a crash. It's the yeah, thing with the first exactly. lap incident, isn't it? You have to sometimes give a little bit more 
sort of room within the rules. Yeah, I don't I don't think, you know, he might have lifted off for about half a second and then gunned it again. But the Mercedes under the with those tires on in that in race condition was a lot faster. Yeah, it was. Uh and you know, for most of the race it looked like Mercedes had it in hand and you know, then came those last six was it laps after Latifi had crashed. Um And then the whole universe went to shit. Hmm. I'll I'll start, okay? I can understand totally why the safety car was brought out. There were men on the track, there was a vehicle on the track. They needed mm-hmm. a safety car. Yep. Yeah. Um correct. Um and I totally understand the decision to not allow lapped cars to pass. Mm-hmm. Um, because they thought, well, if we let the lapped cars pass, we might not be able to restart this race. Um, I, I get that. That that makes sense. To then go and only allow the cars that were between Lewis Hamilton and Max Verstappen to pass, given that Verstappen was on a brand, was it brand new set of softs or yes, lightly yeah. used set of softs? Brand new. Brand new set of softs. I mean, there was only ever going to be one outcome. I mean, even if you had that that mm-hmm. one lap of racing, which we did get, um, and I don't. Uh, what I don't understand is why Ferrari didn't protest it a little bit as well, because the cars between Verstappen and Sainz weren't allowed to pass, and Sainz could have had a really decent opportunity if those two were touched and gone off the circuit. You know, even if they'd run wide or something. Science could have had a fantastic opportunity to win a race there mm-hmm. if they'd let all the cars pass. Now, th- there is... I think Lando um, um, alluded to this in his post-race interview. If Mercedes didn't react the way they, they that Red Bull reacted because their understanding of the rules was how the rules are set out, um, then that does give them a bit of a sporting disadvantage However, and I understand their anger at what happened, and I understand why there's a grievance, Red Bull didn't do anything wrong, Mm -hmm. and Max Verstappen was given an opportunity that he fully grasped with both hands. He took it and won his first world championship by overtaking a car on the last lap. Lewis Hamilton knows exactly how that feels, winning your first world championship by overtaking a car on the last lap. Maybe not your championship rival, but he knows how, how much late drama, you know, could unfold in in his, in a season. He had it in his first title year. That's, Mercedes, that's why people are now calling him Timo Latifi. Yeah. Mercedes didn't do anything wrong. Red Bull didn't do anything wrong. For me, it was... <sighs> It was again, and I've said this on previous podcasts that arguing with the rulemakers never, never reflects well on the sport and all the fans. It just makes everything look very ugly. But for me, it was the guys who made the decision in the office who totally, um, totally decided that world championship there and then. Um, I said on the chat to, I said on the chat group, it's Max's title. As soon as they said they were going racing again, I said it's done. Mm-hmm. Max has won this championship. There's no way that there was ever going to be any other outcome. And it felt a little bit to me like it was made 
for a show because people were watching F1 who probably wouldn't normally watch F1 and they had to give them something exciting to watch. That's how it felt to me. Um, again, I don't begrudge Red Bull or Verstappen at all whatsoever. Total worthy world champion. Uh, deserved it. Uh, but as much as Lewis Hamilton would have deserved it if he had won it. But you can only have one world champion. And I, it feels artificial to me. Um just, just the very end. Obviously, not the not the twenty two races before or twenty one races before that, but it's just the very end of the very last race. Why did it have to be then that that, that Stewart decided to 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 use a rule that um, overrides uh, any of the other rules? Why are those rules there if they're allowed to use this uh, this other article that says we can do what we want? Hmm, it just do- doesn't make a lot. Of, that doesn't make a lot of sense to me. I would be very surprised if that section of the sporting regulations does not get updated before the start of the next season. Because I, I almost have a small degree of empathy with Michael Massey in that he wanted to get it back to green racing and he wanted to let the championship play out. But yeah, totally. I think it's the the fact that initially there was that no, we're not going to let the unlapped cars, uh, the lapped yeah. cars, unlap themselves. And then there's obviously been this argument with Red Bull where all of a sudden, all right, well, we'll let those ones go. It, that changing of the mind is not strong leadership that someone can no. just get in your ear and all of a sudden you make that decision. I, If he was bothered about wanting to have the green flag racing at the end, probably should have just red flagged it when Latifi crashed. Yeah, and also we've seen... Um, was it 2012 when Vettel won the world championship? Um, that was fi- that finished under a safety car. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you know, championships have finished under safety cars in the past. Um, it's, that's my issue. I, I I don't I I don't really buy the um, like just like spicing up to make it good for the fans. Mm. If if Michael Massey would have been good all year, I could have probably bought that. But he's uh, he's took every opportunity to drop the ball that's come across his path every, every every play that's been thrown at him he's fumbled somewhere along the line um you've been you've been watching nfl that was remarkably on point <laughs> yeah <laughs> i try um but like he's i I, don't, I just don't believe that he has the capacity to fucking engineer the the end of a race um i think he's panicked yeah, I don't think uh, it was on purpose. I think his intentions mm. were probably good. Mm. I just think the He's execution just... was was was. I think they, they poor at it. best. Yeah, because what the problem what they did was they didn't they they didn't uh, drop the safety car quick enough. They didn't uh, allow the lapped cars to lap themselves quick enough. You know, if 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 they'd have done this earlier and allowed all the cars to get past mm-hmm. and then done that lap around with the safety car, none of these issues. But I can't see, and the more I, I, I've I've looked at this quite a lot, you know, and I've had like listeners send me uh, like uh, clips from the the rules and regulations and stuff like that. Mm. I I if Mercedes took this to a tribunal, I can't. I don't know what would happen because even if if the whole race was thrown out, Max Verstappen is still the world champion. Yeah. Um, I uh, I don't know what they get out of it. But I can't see them losing, like, and so and that's the problem for me here. 
is uh, ev- everyone that listens to this podcast actually listens. No, I'm not a, I'm not a huge, <laughs> I'm not a huge Lewis Hamilton fan. And lots of the stuff that's gone on over the past two years has quite annoyed me with what's been dragged into the sport that I don't really think should be there. Um, but he was robbed. Be and he, he was robbed because the rules weren't followed. If if the if there is no way from when they dropped that safety car, there is no way Lewis Hamilton should have lost that world, that championship. Because if they'd followed the first set of rules, you don't let the cars unlap themselves. So Lewis gets to dart off and get a couple of seconds because he had the pace on on Max, but he got a, he would have had a couple of seconds uh, on Max before he could get through the back markers. Lewis wins the world championship. If they um, allowed all the back markers to unlap themselves and then the safety car does another lap and comes in, Lewis wins the world championship. There is no aspect in the actual rules as they stand when Max Verstappen wins that championship. The problem with the rules is they only cover the situation of allowing all the back markers to un- unmark, unlap themselves. There's nothing in the rules that explicitly says you can't only allow some of them. There's just nothing in the rules to say how that should be carried out. The problem with the sporting regulations is they are designed to be ambiguous so that they can be interpreted and implied yeah. as per the situation. So the, the, the rules weren't followed as they were set out because the situation wasn't let's let all the back markers unlap themselves. It was a different situation, so none of the rules were valid. The problem with that is... Is that they shouldn't be allowed, they shouldn't be allowed to allow half the cars to unlap themselves. Oh, I I, I think the rules will be changed by this time next year. But the rules that were in place for that race that were only updated on yeah. when is the eighth? Was that Wednesday last week? That was yeah. the last time the sporting regulations were revised. And there's nothing in them to say you cannot do that. Um, there's but there's nothing that says you can. It says. But uh, that's what, the thing with the sporting regulations. Yeah. They only say what you can't do. Everything else is go. I would argue there's been no precedent set for it. And the 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 problem I've got with it is, is why that shouldn't be, and it shouldn't be looked at as an option at all, mm-hmm. is that if you let five cars unlap themselves, you've just fucked car six. Yeah, but legal, well, car six? Yeah. Well, the, yes. the, the, the sixth lap The sixth lap, I'm with you. I was going to say, yeah. car six was in the wall by this point. Yeah, yeah, but, <laughs> yeah. But, um, but yeah, legally, that, from the that, point of view of the appeal, nothing, nothing has the real the rules haven't technically been breached because those rules just don't exist it was also the lack of time between the um changing the announcement to saying that the cars in between lewis and verstappen yeah, could unlap themselves that was that's and where then, i think for me that's where they're like oh that's not good straight in. away saying the safety car was coming in uh-huh you know it there was it was rushed there was next to no time to react and this this is why i think massey is just not good at handling the pressure yeah. because he'd spent a lot of the safety car period on the phone mm-hmm. between him toto um horner um jonathan whiting whiting John- wheatley jonathan wheatley. jonathan wheatley who appears to be um, who appears to be overly vocal um and then that leaves him with next to no time to make all, you know, make the most important decisions of the season, which is basically who is going to be put mm-hmm. in a position to win this championship. I think the only option would have been a red flag. That would have been fair. Uh, yeah, as someone else pointed out this afternoon, that the absolute fairest way to do it would have been uh, to drop a red flag mm-hmm. and have a safety car restart 
allow the car uh, drop a drop a, uh, drop a red flag, get all the cars in line, yeah. and have a safety car restart. Therefore, yeah. you eliminate the prospect of Max just fucking bailing it into the side of Lewis on uh, a T one, um, and you essentially give Lewis his his gap back with fresh tires. So I suppose in that case. It's not fair, fair, is it? Because Red Bull were the ones that took the gamble, and you're given, you're then given Mercedes a free pit stop. It was just a fucking mess. The top and bottom of it is, it should have ended behind a safety car. Either it should have ended behind a safety car, or it should have been red flagged. Mm. And uh, but as I say, hindsight is a wonderful thing. Um, even if Mercedes do intend to pursue appeal after appeal, I don't think they can get the world championship overturned. I think the best they could ever get would be to have the race result declared null and void. Mm. Uh, and in that case, Max Verstappen's still world champion anyway. Mm-hmm. So, oh, Unless there's precedent for... Um... It's not fair to take the world championship away from Max because he didn't do anything wrong. No, he, no, you're yeah. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. That's the thing. The dri- the drivers just followed the rules that were set down to them from race control at that point. Mm-hmm. There's not much else they can do. They've, they've got other things going on. They ain't got time to be questioning section forty eight twelve of the sporting regulations. I think what that's what they'd be pushing for though is to because yeah. uh, I, I think um, didn't Toto say this like to it should go back a lap. It should go back to the to the lap before the safety car. As the result, so that's that's obviously if if they decide to take it to a tribunal, that's what they're going to push for, isn't it? That but the thing that is, last lap should be void because because it, it wasn't legal, it wasn't a legal lap of the race. But the thing the thing is, um, they wouldn't be able to do that. They can they can only take take it to the end of the last completed lap when the race has been red flagged. If they were to void the last lap, um, yeah. Yeah, then again, then again, that would give it to Hamilton, wouldn't it? It would be the last lap under the safety yeah. car. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Also, Toto has texted Max today to congratulate him and tell him he's a worthy champion, which if they wanted to co- go quite that far with their appeal, Red Bull would be able to like submit as an, ad- an admission of concession, essentially. Um, Lewis Hamilton retires, Max Verstappen to Mercedes confirmed. Ooh, oh. now here's a conspiracy. <laughs> <laughs> Got to be honest, the a Max George driver lineup that would be that would be lively, wouldn't it? Yeah, <laughs> quite like to see it. <laughs> I think that that was something. I think George got quite a lot of undue flack for his tweets. I think he was he was quite within his right to voice his opinion of, and people were just going, "Oh, it's because he's a Mercedes driver," and they seem to forget that George was the only guy that stood up for. Um, uh, Albon, when mm-hmm. Albon was going, you know, and essentially, like, if you remember that interview that of George Russell saying, like, like essentially, Red Bull are doing over Albon, making him look stupid, and he's not, uh, basically torching any chance he had of driving a Red Bull. I think <laughs> uh, he's, you know, he's a guy that seems to speak his mind, regardless mm-hmm. of whether it's a good idea or not. And he's friends with Verstappen as well. I'm sure he wouldn't yeah. have sort of felt the need to rent, sort of vent his stuff. Unduly, yeah. I mean, I've seen I've seen a hell of a lot of Verstappen hate on the internet since um, since the race finished yesterday, and I think it's completely and utterly misplaced. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I've been told that I had the. Um, uh, I said that whichever way you look at it, Max Verstappen's a worthy world champion. 
Um, and it how was, uh, dare you? I know, and, I, and one of one of the replies to my tweet was, "This is the worst take I've, I've ever seen." Ever? So I said, yeah, on yeah. anything. Now, let me see if I can find the tweet. Give me one moment. Wow. <laughs> That that seems like if I don't want to speak out of turn, but that seems like a tiny overreaction. Does feel like a real overreaction, <laughs> the doesn't worst it? Take. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm so I, oh god, sorry, Chris. No, it's just, it's, you, you, you can uh, you can say well, which I said, whichever way you look at it, Max Verstappen is a worthy champion. I have a feeling it might go to sports arbitration over that FIA decision, but I can't see how you can overturn the title winner. He led coming into Abu Dhabi, and he leaves as the champion. And then I uh, got many, many replies uh, to this. And uh, a, a man called uh, Troy and Abed, or an account called Troy and Abed, uh-huh. worst take I've ever seen on anything. On anything? anything. On in the, any topic in the whole world, that's so, the worst slight, take. Slightly confused, I responded, my take or the FIA in general? And he responded, both. Max only won because FIA gave it to him by not following their own rules. How is he deserving? To which but hang on, I... they can't both be the worst take. One of them surely has to be worse than the other, or exactly. by, by yeah. definition neither yeah. are the worst. So I think, I think, my response... Well, no, if, if the both, if the both seem <laughs> to be the same. worst, you've got to go on count back and see which one had the most worst takes. Uh... So my response to that was, you don't win the title over one lap. It's been over 22 Grand Prix. Going to Abu Dhabi, they were level, but Max was ahead on wins. The potential was always there for controversy, and it has been. But you don't go into the last race of the season still in the hunt if you're not worthy. Again, a response that said, FIA picked the winner by breaking their own rules. Red Bull had the faster car for most of the season. Lol. So I replied, they broke their own rules for all 22 races. I think, right, I'm not being funny. These are no the more same replies. people as well. <laughs> Um, these are the sa- same people that tweeted uh, Formula One. Formula One are uh, like a, a, a breaking their own back to make Formula to make Formula One suitable for Lewis and things like that. You know, it's mm-hmm. these. These are the same people that would have had a problem anyway. I know you get like militant fans of people, but then there's there's also a subsection of Formula One fans which are just never fucking happy with anything. They're people the ones who just that, like to moan. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're the ones that if if we decided not to do sprint races, they go, well, we should have had sprint races. And then like, we've, we've had, what, I would say three reasonably successful sprint races. And they go, yeah, but it's just a gimmick, isn't it? And I, I, I fucking hate them all. I really fucking hate them. <laughs> you like to moan about the moaners. Yes. <laughs> That's why I perfected my moany voice. <laughs> You've had years of practice. <laughs> No, I mean I've never seen such a to- toxic atmosphere on uh, on Twitter as I have this mm-hmm. weekend. Um, oh, it wasn't toxic; it was fucking great. I mean, I, I <laughs> oh, I it was it as, was a, as a spectator sport. It was fantastic. Three hundred tweets. I I messaged back. Because <laughs> like, I, I think I, what... around about that because I looked at because when I saw how many how many people I was I was messaging. I had a quick look at like my previously sent tweets, and then up till this morning, it was like about three hundred tweets I put out to people. Between that and, and PMs, it was fucking <laughs> great. It was like it was it's what it must have be like to be like a celebrity all the time. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, it can't have been because you answered, and technically, if you're a celebrity, you don't. They have yeah, they have people to do that for them, don't they? Oh, of course, yeah. Bastard. Maybe you need people. 
No, it, well, I didn't need people. I did it all myself. I, I fucking sold myself short. <laughs> yeah, that, that photo you tweeted out this morning, you had Shunt Jr. on the wrong kind of keyboard. <laughs> <laughs> how is the piano playing going? It's good. I learned how to play wide open space at the weekend. And it sounds all right. Mm. You, have to, uh, you have to record something and we'll stick it out. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> I did. I did look at um, the Formula One theme tune, thinking this very thing, and then realised it has all of the chords. <laughs> all of the chords. It is a big dramatic weird. number. Nah, no, nothing. Very... Nothing will ever top the shitty flute version of it. So. <laughs> it's fucking. It's beyond my little fingers. I'm afraid. <laughs> uh, I'm almost loath to say this, but as uh... it's a u- as it's a usual feature. <laughs> Uh, Rockstars and Masseys. Michael Massey Wanker. No, we'll just call it Rockstars and Masseys from now on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sergio Perez Rockstar for defending like a rock star. That sounded like you were Yeah, I'd go with then. that. Yeah, can't, can't fault that. Uh, Yuki Sonoda. Yeah. Rockstar. Fast uh, and didn't Sainz. crash. Um, Carlos Sainz, new age music star, because you didn't actually notice him doing what he did, but then all of a sudden he became very successful, and it was like, how did that happen? <laughs> <laughs> I like that. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what he did. Um, right, on Santa's naughty list this week... Uh-huh. We got, uh, to be honest, you can't, re- you can't really say anyone else but Massey, can you? Whoever built the bit of Kimmy's car that broke. Yeah. 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 Honouring rock star for Kimmy just because. Mm-hmm. We, we'll, never get, we'll never get to call him a rock star in an F1 race again. And Giovinazzi Participation Award, everyone except Mazepin who didn't participate. <laughs> <laughs> um, have we got anything more to say on that? I've got, to, oh, I've got to be honest. I've got to be honest. No, I don't want to I repeat myself spent, over and yeah. over again, but I think it was. I just think it was embarrassing for Formula One fans to know that there were so many non-Formula One fans watching, and and high-profile non-Formula One fans as well. People like Gary Lineker have been very vocal on Twitter. Uh, Piers Morgan, <laughs> and uh, you know, and, and even they can see um, how um, farcical the end of that race seemed. Um, to to everyone else, and for the for for the, the eyes of the world were on the sport, and it embarrassed itself. Yeah, completely. Yeah. I mean, I've I've seen a lot of tweets this weekend from people um, who have never seen tweet about Formula One before, um, talking about it. Uh, Richard Osman was a particular one. It is my aim to get him on the same show as Virtual Statman sometime. That would just be incredible. That would be intense. Yeah, but none of us would have to say anything. They could, they could just carry the whole thing by themselves. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's. I've never known a weekend like it for F one. It was always going to end like this, though, wasn't it? You know, when you when you actually think about it, you, when you think about the way this championship's been the whole way, it it felt like it was destined to end mm. in controversy. You know, it's, I I know Mercedes have had a lot of stuff thrown their way, so. Oh well, they, they brought a um, they brought their lawyer with the. No, we've lost it. They brought their lawyer with them because there was a good chance Max. What? Can you you're, back, you're back. You're back. You're back. You're back. You're back. You briefly, you briefly we lost stole, you for a second. Uh, I could always hear Lee. Oh. Yeah, there was a, there was an um, you know they got quite a lot of shit for having a 
for having their lawyers with them. You go, mm. yeah, well, they had they had their fucking lawyer with them, but they had their lawyer with them because there was a really, really good chance that Max Verstappen might have just tried to fucking take out the Lewis Hamilton. That's what he was there for. He wasn't there for for what his ended for his purpose ended up. They didn't they didn't bring him because they thought they were going to have to try and take the FIA to court. It was it was worrying about Max. There was just there was always this tension in the air where you just thought this is not this is not going to go the way anybody wants it to. Something is going to happen here. Yeah, I mean it's a mess, but I think we'd have probably been disappointed if it had ended in Lewis sort of casually just drifting 15 seconds down the road and everyone else pootling around behind him. I think we always wanted a little bit of drama. Possibly yeah, I, not quite I, as many bits of drama as we got, but... I wish either... Um, I wish they'd either let Max go for it with all the cars not unlapping themselves or it finished behind a safety car because if that had happened, we wouldn't have any of this talk. If that would have happened, Nicholas Latifi would never have been allowed to buy a pint of Heineken ever again without ever getting it again. smashed in his face. Yeah, well, I mean, look at um, the re- one of the reasons Alonso hasn't got another championship is because of fucking Valtteri Pet- Petrov, isn't it? The uh, Now and again, these guys that just put around the back of the grid fuck things up for the big guys. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about, you need to get my eye racing rig set up again sometime soon. Um, yeah, it's... But, but that's part of racing. You know, if you're quick, you're going to be quicker than everyone else and there's going to be some slow ones that you're going to end up tripping over and you've got to deal with it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Still, I mean, whichever way we look at it, because I've seen lots of tweets as well from people saying, I'm never watching Formula again. But, um... Yeah, the usual, the usual reply to that is, yeah, yeah, right. yeah so, good, yeah, good moaning voice again. Yeah, see you, yeah. In, see you in March. The, uh, it, the thing is, it's... It's still the best season of Formula One I've ever seen. Yeah, I mean, people are going to be talking about this, good or bad, Mm -hmm. for a hell of a long time to come. This was more entertaining, uh, more historically important to the sport than Hunt Hunt Lauder or um, Senna Prost. And I think that's that's down to the fact that Formula One has a bigger profile, much bigger profile now than it had back in those days. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that's a good thing, and sometimes that's a social media thing. <laughs> Sorry, bad I, thing. I, I think there's the the other side of it is as well is uh, I know I know you might might get some we might get some sort of hate for this, but. Um, Send all tweets the, to the, a total shunt. Do it, do it. Especially if you don't follow me, come follow me. I'm, I, I keep getting to like one one thousand one hundred seventy followers, and then it sort of just hits a cap, and then like some will drift off, and some will drift on. I'm, I've just been there for ages, Aww. so come follow me. Okay. Um, but I think the difference is, especially with if we look at Senna and Prost, both Lewis Hamilton and Max Verstappen are better than Alan Prost and both of them are at least as good as Ayrton Senna and I think that's the difference is you had two drivers of an unbelievably high caliber fighting for a world championship and that I think is... this has been the best championship fight we've ever seen yeah mm-hmm. I mean, the... they, are li- they are literally worth two Ayrton Senna's 
So half a Mazepin, according to your <laughs> earlier maths this season. <laughs> Gonna have to delve into the archives for the uh, for the season review show, I think, on that one. Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> no, we've never n- never seen a season like it. I mean, the the last major incident in the last race of the season where the championship was decided gave us uh, Hareth ninety seven. And that was peanuts compared to what we've watched. Yeah. Even even down to the fact that when you look at like the bit players in this championship, uh, you know, think about how long Lando held on to third in the championship for. Um, the fact that like, Bottas and Perez were, you were like, well, are they doing their job? Are they any good? I mean, fucking um, Bottas was absolutely useless in this race. Kind of sums up his season. Let's let's do a let's do a season review show mm-hmm. sometime over Christmas and New Year. That sounds delightful. Take a break. We'll take a break next week for um, sort of the festering season. That also sounds delightful. Um, <laughs> but we'll do a we'll do a review show um, sometime over sort of sometime over Christmas. Long week. enough from now for the dust to settle, but not so long that we've forgotten what the facts happened. Exactly. That's what we need. That's yeah. a sweet spot. Yeah, I've got I've got I've got a load I've got a load of show notes and uh no, we'll uh, we'll get we'll get something sorted out. I'll even try and try and get some uh, contributions from listeners as well. And anybody else that wants to uh wants to pitch in mm. with their thoughts. I'll uh, I'll work it out and I'll um I'll stick a stick a tweet out or something about that about how you can uh, get in touch and leave a message. Um have you got a shunt? Absolutely not. I've I have got. I they are there. They are in the inbox. But I'm going to have to dig through them because after the fucking torrent of messages I've had <laughs> over the past 24 hours, they are deep, deep in the total shunt mine. I oh, can. Uh, I, I can. I can drag one out. We can do do if you want, mate. I I I cannot be bothered to look through all the messages again. Um. I feel okay. like the ones you get sent are always like extra twenty. We'll we'll see how we get on. We'll see how we get on with this. I mean, don't don't forget you got Lee on your side. Uh, this is from oh right okay. There's another reason why um, I got sent this one. He's got a name, has he? Uh, <laughs> one of the, one of, okay, who one of them funky names? Sabayan. Okay, Chattopadhaye. That's not a person. That's a wine. I have. Probably crucified his name, and I do apologise for absolutely mangling think, think that. You'll, think you'll find he's a fruity red. He's <laughs> um, supposed to have a new name in the mix, though. He sent me. <laughs> um, he sent me the shunt in uh, two emails. Um, one with one with the questions, uh-huh. and uh, an apology one to follow up, including the answer. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Right, here we go. Uh, I was born in 1958 with little to no racing heritage. Little to no racing heritage is... 1958, okay. I have been through the racing hierarchy from Formula Renault, Formula 3, 2, and then Formula 1. So that would have been old Formula 2. And I was in only six F1 races, concluding my career in 1978. (coughs) Oh, 78. See, I'm out here because it's before me. Yeah, I'm not so... I'm I'm not great at this era. Six F1 races concluded in 1978. (coughs) 
and I will need a guess. Oh, fair. Yeah, I think um, I was gonna I was gonna go Twitter nemesis Tiffany Dell, who I actually agreed with this week. <laughs> <laughs> hey, stopped clock. Yeah, <laughs> twice a year. <laughs> stopped clock. Uh, is sometimes called Tiffany Dell. <laughs> or a stopped calendar. <laughs> is, is, my, is my maths right that this person is 63 if they are still with us? Yeah, yeah, I think so. I have yes, no idea sense. how old Tiffany Dell is. 70, so not Tiffany Dell. Fair dues, fair dues. We'll rule him out. But do you want that as your first guess anyway because you appear to have got nothing better? And to be fair, I have zero, zero other shit to contribute. No. Yeah, got nothing. Well, looks to right. it, Tiffany Dale. Clue yeah, four. Right, Clue four. I moved on to motorbikes and took part in 18 MotoGP races. I mean, was he the master of not finishing a season? <laughs> <laughs> now, back in the day, that probably would have been a full season, 18. Maybe, yeah. Uh, in later years... It's not I- more than a season, yeah. Mm. In later years, I was involved with other FIA events such as GT Championship, World Touring Cars, and DTM. Nope. Nope. Same. And out of the six F1 Grand Prix winners I shared a track with, only the Frenchman didn't win a World Drivers' Championship. Sorry, repeat that clue again. Right. Out of the six F1 Grand Prix winners I shared a track with... So the six races that they competed in, there were six different winners. Only the Frenchman did not win a World Drivers' Championship. René Arnoux, probably. Well, no, René Arnoux was probably later than that. So who who, who would the five likely to have been? I'm guessing Prost, not Prost, um, Lauda. Maybe. Schechter. Possibly. Only the Frenchmen. So the French drivers from 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 that the Jacques Lafitte and René Arnoux about the only two that I can think of from roughly around that time. Mm. It doesn't help us identify the uh, the driver that we're looking for, but <laughs> no, it doesn't. Not at all. No. Do we have one more before we're guessing? Uh, no, that's clue oh, six. It's sake. guess time. Absolutely not. No. I mean, to take part in Formula One before you're 20 as well, back then... Do we outright know that this is a person? No. At this stage? Like, are we thinking it could be an entity? Cosworth started in 1958. And has flitted. But, But has done many, many more Grand Prix than just six. Yes, that's very true. I'm enjoying this one. Good. <laughs> I am I am starting to lean towards not a human. Is that your second guess? Are we talking about the guy or Paul? <laughs> <laughs> I I was specifically referencing the shunt. Um but I will leave it open to your interpretation. I don't know. I think it could be like a like a tire manufacturer or a helmet or. Um, We've had a glass well, eye before. We have had a glass eye before. I'm thinking it's probably not the glass eye again. 
No, I don't think Helmut Marker would have done any races with a glass eye, would he? Possibly not. Uh... <laughs> that is still my favourite shunt of all time. <laughs> Mine was Mario Kart. My, my, I, it was like one of the first ones as well, wasn't it? Yeah. If you go if you go on the Discord, somebody is still compiling a list of all previous total shunts. Jesus. Really? Yeah. I I I need to look at that. I'll um, <laughs> it, it, it's on a spreadsheet. I'll I'll download it and send it to you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Lightning McQu- Lightning McQueen is on there a surprising amount. <laughs> I I would like to say first of all, thank you very much for doing that. Second, fucking nerd. <laughs> um, <laughs> Hey, it's a spreadsheet. I'm not going to argue with the mama. <laughs> I can't think of anybody who. Um... Someone, sorry, I wonder how. I wonder how he has time to compile all those without where uh, all those total shunts while he's having sex with all those ladies. He must know. <laughs> but... I was about to say, like, like somebody who who had only did a few Formula One races and would have been out of. Um... Formula One probably only after about six races would be Mike Halewood because uh, he also jumped over to the motorcycles as we well know, but he wasn't twenty in nineteen seventy eight. No, no. Would a, a GP wouldn't have been MotoGP, would it? Well, it was because the Isle of Man TT was around. The it was the five hundred cc GP World Championship, mm-hmm. but the Isle of Man TT was around of the uh, World Championship until. Uh, around about then, yeah. But would it have been referred to as MotoGP? No, it would be referred to as a 500 cc GP champion. Called it like the yeah. motorcycling Grand Prix Championship or something like that. Yeah. Well, well, well done, guys. We've, we've successfully worked out it's not somebody. <laughs> <laughs> well, it could be as a possibility, but I think Mike Hill was a lot older than that. That's the only thing. <laughs> it's okay. Flood's just destroyed our progress. <laughs> do you want to? Do you want to skip this? Skip this guest then. It might be for I the best. Skip this fucking idea. I, I wish I'd dug one out now. Turns out as bad I, as I am at fucking reading out loud, I'm even worse at guessing. <laughs> <laughs> Clue seven might help. Yes, I am a racing circuit, and I have a general aviation runway as my back straight with its own ICAO code. Silverstone. Probably done more than six Grand Prix. Oh, yeah, of course. Um, um, clue eight. The death of two of my countrymen resulted in a general loss of interest in my organisers to host F1 races. Um, and clue number nine. Nicky Lauda holds my fastest F1 track record, winning the 1978 Grand Prix when he beat the Lotus 79 ground effect car. Is it Donington? No, no, it won't be Donington because Donington held the race in '93. Um, uh, it's going to be. It, it, I'm thinking if it's if it's got a um, airfield on it, it's mm-hmm. a British circuit. Then there well, are it, there are uh, two Spaffers, by the way. Brands Hatch held races in '80s. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think any other British circuit outside of Brands Hatch, Donington, Silverstone, and Aintree, and Aintree held like the the thing, I think like a couple of Grand Prix in the fifties. Yeah, I, I don't think oh, and Brooklands. I don't think anybody else has ever has ever anywhere else has ever held Grand Prix in the UK. I might be wrong. No, that sounds about right. I think the the airfield thing isn't that rare because a lot of circuits do tend to be in the arse end of nowhere. So we're looking for a Grand Prix that's probably not. A race circuit, or hasn't been a race circuit since seventy eight. Mm, possibly, 
Um, Somewhere like Sweden or Switzerland. I'm trying to think with the the MotoGP. Switzerland wouldn't have had racing in that period. Um, Do you want your first Spaffer? I think I have to. Possibly, yeah. I am the only track to have seen the notorious six-wheel Tyrrell and the Brabham fan car. Both former total shunts, by Mm. the way. Absolutely zero help. Yeah, no. Nothing for me. And the extra spaffer, Pablo has talked on the podcast how he would love to visit me someday. Now, I'm going to get specific on this one. Only at this time of year. But not exactly this, not exactly this circuit. So this could be Sweden. Because this could be a reference to the Swedish nativity goat. Or advent goat. Yeah, I think it's probably the Swedish Grand Prix, but I, I wouldn't know what circuit it was at, if I'm no, perfectly honest. No, I've never remembered a Swedish Grand Prix in uh, the I know there has the been Swedish, yeah, I know it exists, Swedish Grand Prix. Yeah. I know there has been Swiss Grand Prix in the past as well. Um, Held in Germany. <laughs> no. Yeah, just, I, just, I just while you're doing this, I'm just I'm just checking to see if the goat is actually still up. The goat's fine. The little one got beaten up, but the the big goat is fine. Ah, that's good. That's good. So your final guess. The I think track. it's going to have to be the Swedish Swedish Grand Prix. Yes, the track that hosted the Swedish Grand Prix. I'll give you half a point on that. It's the Anderstorp circuit of the Scandinavian Raceway in Sweden. Of course. Okay. It is. Yeah. Well, I'll we'll take that. Yeah, that is uh, that. That is a half point. <laughs> so, thank you to uh, Sabayan for sending that in, and I'm sorry I mangled your surname. Um, if you want to send in a shunt, usually send it to Lee. Yeah, send it to me in a PM at a total shunt. Or send one to the reserve list for when Lee's not about or can't find one to threelegsfourwheels at gmail.com. Also, that's uh, Instagram and Twitter and TikTok. If you're on TikTok, I'll probably find it that way too. Uh, Talking of of things related to the email, we did a competition for the Murray Walker book a few years ago and uh, Penguin Publishers very kindly offered us two copies. So we have two winners that were drawn out of the hat completely at random. And they are James Hackett, who um, I think he's um, a, a drummer, a professional drummer as well as a F1 fan. Cool. And, oh, I struggled with his name when he did that shunt of his last week. I'm just going to say Sid Partridge, because he did tell me how to pronounce it properly, and that's on a Discord message that I've forgotten, but I think it's Caven, Ke- Queven, something, something, something. Keevan. Keevan. No, he sent me a pronunciation guide, and he. Oh, okay. Yeah, and I've. I've something ma- different again. I managed to lose that, but we started calling him Sid anyway. It's Sid with a Y, as in Barrett. So, Sid Partridge and James Hackett, congratulations! There will be um, a copy of the uh, Morris Hamilton Murray Walker book on the way to you very, very soon. Congratulations! Um, right, that about does it for this week and this season. Yep. Wow. Crazy. It's crazy been times. Uh, it's been a fun one. We won't be about next week. Uh, we'll be on the socials at Three Legs Four Wheels on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Um, Come and tell me how much you disagree with me. <laughs> and you can do that on what Twitter address? Oh, at Twitter Twenty One. And Sean um, at Sean Cowper. And I am at Pablo One Hundred. We'll be back in a couple of weeks or so. We'll do a season review, like we said. While we can still, while it's still fresh in our minds, and we've not forgotten it. 
And yeah. um, I'm sure we'll be getting uh, we'll be getting together during the off season as well for the odd podcast, pa- Patreon styley, where we just talk bollocks for three quarters of an hour. Yeah, mm-hmm. I would Sounds have thought. Good. Um, just want to thank everyone for listening all the way through this season and getting in touch um, in whatever way and sort of generally being around. And uh, you guys are the best fans. Don't care. <laughs> don't care what Lewis says. Bye. We'll see you in a couple of weeks. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.